Welcome in. Merry Christmas again. Hey, why don't we sing this awesome song? Can we come on? Say, joy to the world on a night like no other.
celebrate the Lord in this morning. Amen. Man, God is so good. Hey, church, we want to welcome you to New Beginnings. I know we did just a small greeting earlier, but we say, church, welcome into the house of the Lord. Merry, Merry Christmas. If you're just joining us, hey, my name is Pastor Michael Romero. I'm your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings, and I say welcome. Welcome to his house. I know today we're doing all live streams, so there's no one here. But welcome to the house of the Lord because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the Spirit of the Lord is lives in you. And where you are is where he is at. And that's his house. So welcome in to his house and in this place. Church, if you have not connected with us yet, I want you to download our app, church. And I want you to connect with us there. If this is your first time here, welcome in. If this is your hundredth time in, we say, welcome in, welcome in. And church, let's welcome in with a short word of prayer as our family surrounds uh, ourselves. Amen. Heavenly Father, we welcome uh, each other into this place, Lord, uh, with you in mind, Lord, to celebrate, Lord, this grand occasion, Heavenly Father, that we call Christmas, Lord, as we celebrate the coming, the first coming of our King, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much, Jesus. Lord, now as we come together to worship your name, Lord, in song, put our minds here together, Lord, and that we focus and we literally, Lord, just put everything aside, Lord, to focus our time on you, Lord. We, we set aside the gifts, Lord, and, and focus on the one true gift that we truly have. That's you, Christ. You, we focus on the one true gift that we have. In song, Lord. Come on. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, church, sing it. Joyful and triumphant, oh, come ye, oh, come ye to standing church adore him lift your hands up in worship give him thanks
Sing it with me, church. churches we focus our time where you're standing the song says silent night and it's morning time right now but as we reflect on the lyrics as the Lord has touched your heart this morning despite whatever's going on yeah we've had mishaps even here on stage that's fine it's all about Jesus this morning 
He's in control. And we give him the glory. Shepherds quake at the sight. Jesus, it's all about you. This morning, we want to make it all about you. And as we stand right in the place where you're standing, I want you to surround yourselves just together right there with your family. Many of you might have celebrated last night this big celebration uh, and during Christmas Eve like most people did. Um, but gather yourselves around right now, this moment. Be silent and be still. As together this morning, we truly come together it's the party's gone. We opened up gifts last night. And just this morning, it's time to reflect and say, Lord, it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Our reflection, our devotion, pour out on the seed of Jesus.
Christmas church family. This morning, I will be reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all of the world should be registered. This was the first registration, and it was taken while Canaris was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring, I bring you good news of great joy for all people to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in bands of clothing, of cloth, and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all the words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And we say, praise the Lord. Happy birthday, Jesus. You see, this is a season that we focus on the coming of our Lord. God is a promise keeper. He promised the Messiah and he promised the Savior and he sent him. He who would take away the sins of the world. He who would provide our every need. He who wants to meet your need today. So would you gather around your household, gather around with your friends, gather around with your family. If you're alone, just agree with me right now in prayer that God is going to do something great. Heavenly Father, thank you 
thank you for this glorious time where we remember the coming of our Lord, the first advent, the coming of Christ, the promised Messiah. For unto you a child is born, unto you a child is given. And Lord, you promised him to us, and you have never broken your promise. Father, there's people that are broken right now. They've lost loved ones over the past few days. They're brokenhearted. God, they don't know how they're going to get through it. But Lord, with you, you're going to carry them through. Minister to them. There's people that are in the hospital right now. They didn't expect to be in the hospital this Christmas. But Heavenly Father, minister to them and touch them and heal them. Restore their health. There's families that are broken apart. They're hurting. And Lord, they're wondering if they're going to make it. And God, in the name of Jesus, encourage them and let them know that you are with them. And if God is for you, nothing can be against you. Father God, reassure them of your love and your strength. Reassure us of your presence and your goodness and your mercy and your love. Father, we just pray your blessing over every family, every individual, every person watching, whether they're, Lord God, in their household or no matter where they might find themselves, that, Lord, they find themselves with you. And we thank you. We love you. Thank you for keeping your promise to us that you sent your son, Jesus Christ. Now we want to keep our promise to you by living it out to the glory of your name. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and all of God's people said, amen. Come on, say it in your household. Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you, Lord. church i know worship is coming just to an end and right where you're at you've been together all morning but i want you to greet each other in the name of jesus now let's do that real quick
Well, good morning. And once again, for like the 20th time, we've probably said it. Merry Christmas, David. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas, Merry my Christmas. guy. Merry Christmas. Church, I know um, we want to say one, once again to you, Merry Christmas. If you're just joining us, I know some of you may just be joining us now. Uh, once again, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It doesn't get old. Church, my name is Michael Romero. I am your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church. And my name is David Sanchez. I am the youth minister here at New Beginnings Church. And at church, once again, we want to welcome you into the house of the Lord here at New Beginnings. This year, um, we're not having in-person, so everyone watching, you're watching from home and church in your PJs. Absolutely. Uh, so, hey, let's be real. It's a normal Sunday for some people. Okay. Yeah. Right? Normal I don't know. Sunday for some, I for guess. Some, hey, I love church at home. You know, th- thank the Lord for that kind of technology oh, yeah. that he has provided us. Absolutely. But, you know, church, we love the, the opportunity that the Lord has given us for the technology. But now everybody today, but don't forget, next week, that is not the case. We will be in the house of the Lord again here physically at 4770 Montgomery. That's New Year's Day. We're going to be here. Yes, sir. Okay, so I know New Year's Eve might be a little celebratory. (laughs) We hope not too much for everybody, but uh, we're going to be in the house here at New Beginnings. So don't forget about that, church. Uh, A couple other things that we want to remind you. What else is going on, Dave? Man, we got so many things going on. But you know what? This coming Wednesday on the 28th, Mm -hmm. uh, where where we have our normal Wednesday night midweek service, we are doing a Lights of Remembrance candlelight service here at New Beginnings Church. That one will be in person for sure. And it's this beautiful time that we, we do this like every year, man. And it's, it's, one, it's a beautiful time to come as a church community to just uh, reflect on the year, reflect on the people who have passed and have, are celebrating their first Christmas, their first New Year in heaven. And it's a time for us to just connect as a church family and to reflect and to invite God into that area of our lives. It is. And you know what, family? It's not necessarily for the people that we've lost in 2022, though most people do memorialize those. Maybe you lost a mom and you're new to our congregation that you maybe lost her 10, 15, 20 years ago. And you want to memorialize her here with us at Lights of Remembrance Service. You can. We're going to have tables set up here at, uh, at the front uh, of our altar, um, and we're just we're just going to. Pastor's going to obviously give a message of hope, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to give a message of hope. Where, where worship is going to happen, so it's it's a Wednesday night service, but really focused on healing and hope coming in again, because this time of year has not been easy mm-hmm. for really anybody, but especially for those of us who have lost important people in our lives that still. Even sometimes it's like poking at a scab. Absolutely. You know, we, we've lost people that, man, I lost my uncle 10 years ago. And it's mm-hmm. still, it still hurts because he was like a second father to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it still hurts. And, um, and so anyway, we memor- memorialize those people. And so bring, we're asking you that if you want to memorialize somebody, bring in a picture, you know, like a 5 by 7 where... We're hoping that you don't bring in a big 11 by 20 something, you know, that's this huge thing that you have. If that's all you have, then cool. But if you have like a five by seven, that'd be really awesome. So we can fit as many as we can at the tables here at the front. That'd be really cool because, you know, last year was our first one and uh, we didn't know what to expect. And then we found out real quick uh, 
hey, maybe we should ask for five by sevens. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so we're going to ask you five by sevens, but that's, that, that's Wednesday. That's in just a couple of days. And so if, we, if you want to be here by about 6.15, that'd be awesome because we're going to have everything ready by then uh, because service begins right at 7 o'clock. Absolutely. That's, again, that's this coming Wednesday. Then the following Sunday, that's New Year's Day, we will that's be right. back in person. And church, the Sunday after that, January 8th, we are doing Baptism Sunday. And church, mm-hmm. I am so excited for this coming Baptism Sunday because, man, what a great way to start off the new year. You heard of New Year's resolutions before. This is a New Year's revolution Amen. right here with the transformation that takes that's place, right. with making that commitment to get water baptized. Uh, Pastor Mike, how can we sign up for baptisms? Hey, church, sign up. Up for baptism, there's there, there are multiple ways you can do it. One is always easy. You can literally do it before I finish the, my next sentence. You can get onto the New Beginnings Church app and sign up that way. When you go into events and registrations and sign up there, you'll see the baptisms page and you just click on sign up here. Click, put your name in, and you're signed up and you're ready to go. You'll get an email with a confirmation and, and instructions on, on next steps. Two, you can do it on our website, and it'll be basically the exact same way, but on a laptop or iPad or computer. You can call in our office. You can always call in the office, or when you come into service, either this Wednesday or on Sunday or whenever it may be, you can always go into our info desk with Sister Tressa or Sister Elizabeth, and you can ask them to help you, and and you can fill out a physical form uh, to sign up. Or if the Lord is touching your heart that day, we never refuse the power of the Holy Spirit and Absolutely. what he wants to do. And if he wants to call you that day, we don't say, hey, you didn't sign up in advance. You can't do that. No, we don't allow that. And so we definitely uh, leave room for the working of the Holy Spirit. And so we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work. And if, if, if that day you say, you know what, the Lord has been really, really pushing me to do this, and then you can do it that way. But we do prefer that you do sign up in advance so Absolutely. we can prepare in advance. But... Uh, those are all the ways that you can sign up. Absolutely, man. There's so many ways to do it. Not an excuse to not get baptized Amen. if you haven't already There's done it. There's no excuse. <laughs> and right. it's not just for new believers. If you're maybe new to the church or maybe you just come back to uh, getting the habit of, getting, of going to church, no matter what it is, if you feel the need to get water baptized, whether it's a rededication, whether it's a, you feel like you've lost your way at some, some point and you need to get water baptized, if you feel that tug on your heart for whatever reason, you can fill out that form. You can be there. Again, that's January the 8th right after second service and i'm so excited for it that's right so church please participate in those services we're talking about lights of remembrance and even if you don't have somebody that you want to remember it's still wednesday night service we still hope to see you here and support our brothers and sisters that are going still through that grieving process to new year's day we hope to see you here and invite a friend invite somebody that says you know what i need a new start i need a new what beginning hey, there's a church there's a church with that name. That's crazy. I think it's us. We are New Beginnings. And if you need that New Beginning, of course, there's no better place, right, than New Beginnings Church for the new year. I hope that you would invite that person. I have a few people in mind that I have friends that have been saying, man, this next year is going to be rough. I just, need, I just need a new start, right? It's always the January the first thing. And, and what a better way to start than in the house of the Lord. And so invite somebody. And then don't forget... New Year's, New Year's um, baptisms on the 8th, okay? So we want to remind you of all those things going on. And then, of course, we want to say thank you so much 
The year end has been just amazing. Absolutely. David, it's been amazing, man. Yeah. We had our Christmas um, mailbox giveaway just uh, a couple of weeks, a week ago. I've slept since then, <laughs> uh, but it was on the 19th. Yeah. It was the 19th, just uh, like a few days back, a week ago. And what a huge success. You and I and, and people watching from home were able to bless 100 families yet again, not only for Thanksgiving, but it has been running now for 40 years that we have been blessing Hundreds of families for Thanksgiving and Christmas, not including our food drives that we do and, and our weekly food, food, food pantries and our monthly food pantries with, that we have partnered with uh, World Vision. But church, you and I are doing some amazing things, and it's all because of your obedience to the mandate of your tithe. And we want to continue to do that, and we want to say, church, thank you for not, not your generosity, it's not about your generosity. We, we do thank you for that because you go above and beyond what you're supposed to do. But we say thank you for your obedience and for your stewardship and for being the example of what a church is to do and what is a church is to be in a lost and dying world. You and I are making such a huge difference, not only in Albuquerque, but across the border of New Mexico the United States and beyond. So thank you so much. And if you want to be a part of that and you want to continue to do that, um, and you say, I've never done that, then the ways to give are on the screen right now. And if you want to give, you can do it via our text messaging platform and the directions are there. You can do it via our app. Uh, Instructions are there as well. It takes literally three minutes to set up and it's even less to do it again. You can literally do it at a red light. Would I do it at a red light? Probably not. But I'm, this is just an example. It's just an example. You can do it online, or when you're here in the house, you can do it. You can also mail it in if you'd like, or you can drop it off, since I know we're not here in the house for Christmas today. And also, one more important, very, very important. Now, speaking of dropping things off, our offices are closed uh, this yes. upcoming week. Dave, what are, the, what are the hours that our offices are closed this week? Uh, the hours or the days? Yeah, the days and hours. What the are we looking at? The days and yeah. the hours. So we're looking at between uh, the 26th all the way through, what's, the, what's that? The third. The third? Yeah. Through, through the third, we will be closed. Our office will be closed. We're normally open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. However, in observance of, you know, Christmas, New Year, that whole season right there, we'll be taking this week off, and so our office will be closed. That's right. Our staff um, is work just tirelessly, mm-hmm. and we say thank you to our staff that work so tirelessly and our volunteers, and so we say time to have a little bit of downtime as mm-hmm. well and, and be able to breathe and Maybe get some color back, oh, yeah. right, and our, and our blood pressure down just a little <laughs> bit. But, hey, church, with that, we say thank you for your giving. Thank you for your obedience. And we say uh, welcome to our senior pastor uh, to the platform. Will you welcome Pastor Richard to his platform? Pastor Michael, Brother David, thank you guys so very much. Praise the Lord. And I know we said... Merry Christmas over and over, so I'm going to say, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. There it is. We got it over with, and here we go. Listen, Christmas is an amazing time because Christmas is for everybody, all people. Christmas came for all people. Christmas is every single day because Christmas is Christ. And he came for all people. He came that all people might experience him. He came that all people might enjoy him. That's something that's so unique about New Beginnings Congregation. The congregation here is made up of all peoples. It's made up of people that 
are rich and poor, that are educated and not educated, that are of all races, and we all get along so amazing. You saw at the very beginning of the service, and we just gave a greeting, just the team that's up here is just of all different cultures, and we get along amazing because we all belong to the family of God. Christmas Day is when we say, God, thank you. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you've done. And thank you for what you're doing and how you've ministered to our life. In the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 10, it says, the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Christ came for all people. He didn't come just for a certain religion or a certain race or a certain class of people. He came for everyone. Look what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 30 and 32 uh, through 32. This is when Simeon had now seen Jesus and he saw Mary and Joseph and he said, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to all the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Lord, I want to thank you that, Lord, Christmas is for all people. I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came for all people. And I pray in these next few minutes that you speak to our heart and you allow us to experience your goodness and mercy so that we would understand that Christ, that Christmas came to all people. I pray in Christ's name, amen. You know that God doesn't play favorites. God doesn't have favorites. God loves us all the same. God loves you. He loves me. He doesn't love me more because I'm a pastor. He doesn't love you more because you're serving in a different capacity. He loves us. He loves us just as much as he loves a sinner that hasn't even come to know him yet. He loves us. And at Christmas, we see the first thing that God shines his goodness for all people. He shines his goodness on all people. In the book of Job, chapter 5, uh, 25, verse 3, he says, who is able to count? Who is able to count his heavenly army? Does his light shine on all the earth? Doesn't it shine on all the earth? Of course it does. He has no favorites. God loves us all. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 45, it's really this beautiful verse because it says, in that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. And then he goes on to say, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. You see, he's saying that I don't have any favorites. I, I provide blessing and goodness and love and mercy. I've provided salvation to everyone. I've provided blessing and, and the Holy Spirit to everyone and anyone that wants him, that wants to receive me. He pours out his goodness. He pours out his love. In the book of Psalms 149, verse 9, it says, The Lord is good to everyone. And he showers compassion on all his creation. All of us. Every single one of us. 
And that's what's so amazing at Christmas. That's what's so amazing, and that's what we celebrate, that he came to all the people. We saw it in the, in the story that he, when they appeared to the shepherds, the shepherds were the lowly of the lowliest. They weren't even considered almost like real true residents. They, they were considered a people that didn't have a good testimony, people that didn't have a good witness. They couldn't even testify in court. They, they smelt. They, they just were kind of dirty. They weren't even welcomed into the temple. They just could go to the outskirts because they were just so dirty. And you know what? God says, no, don't you understand? I open my doors to everyone. I stand at the door and knock on your door. And if you open my door, I will come in and sup with you. I will eat with you. I will clean out your house and I will spend that time and I'll move in there with you. You see, he's come to all people. Another thing that we see at Christmas is that God showers his love on all people. He showers his love. He's given us his love. He didn't just give it to certain people. He didn't just give it to certain moments. He didn't just give it to certain groups. He gave it to all. Again, reading Psalm 149, or 145, verse 9, he says, the Lord is good to everyone, and he showers compassion on all his creation. He's given us his, his love, his compassion, his love, his grace, his mercy, his presence. He gives that to us, and he pours that out to us. And he says, it's for all of you, not just some of you, for all of you. He doesn't pick and choose, say, oh, no, no, not you. You're, you're, you're not worthy of it. No, no, not, not you. He offers it to everyone and says, come on, come on, receive me. Come into my house. Let me come into your life. He invites us. He says, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, all you who are tired, all you who are exhausted, all you who are ready to give up. He says, come to me and I'll give you rest. I'll pour my spirit out upon you. I'll be able to just strengthen you. I'll be able to help you. He does this for every one of us. He does it for you, for me. And that's what's so important. And that's what we have to see. And that's what we have to realize. Look what he says in Psalm 42, verse eight. He said, but each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. Oh, praise you, Lord. Thank you that you pour your unfailing love upon me. And through each night, I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. Oh, I'm telling you, God loves you. He has his eyes on you. He protects. Let me tell you something that love does. Love pays attention. Love pays attention. Love has his eye on you. God is love, and he has his eye on you, and he keeps an eye on you, and he knows what's going on, and he makes sure that he's got you covered, and he's watching out for you, and he's taking care of you. This is how much he loves you. He says right there in the book of Job, chapter 23, verse 10, he goes, and he knows where I'm going, and when he tests me, I will come out, and he goes, I'm going to come out pure as gold. Because let me tell you something. God has an eye on me, and he's refining me. God has his eye on me, and he's protecting me. God has his eye on me, and he's watching out for me. God has his eye on me, and he doesn't lose focus. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 15 and 16, it says, never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love? For the child she has bore, but even 
if that were possible, to forget your child. I would not forget you. See, I have written your name on the palms of my hand. Always in my mind is a picture of Jerusalem's walls in ruins. He says, I have not forgotten you. I've kept my eye on you. I'm ashamed to say that years and years ago, my daughter was probably about five years old. We had been at church all morning. We had multiple services, and it, it, she was tired. And my daughter, who was about four or five years old, at the end of, of all the meetings we had, she had fallen asleep on the last pew. And when we were getting ready to leave, my wife had come in one car, and I had come in another. And, and we loaded everything up, and we said, okay, we'll see you at the house. And I'm, I'm driving in my van, and she's in a car. And I look over at my son, and I go, okay, hey, Ashley is with mom, right? And he goes, I don't know, mom, dad, I think so. So I pull up to my wife, and I go, hey, is Ashley with you? And she goes, oh, Richard. So she rolls down the window because we didn't have cell phones in those days. And she goes, oh, Richard, quit joking. You're always pranking, and you're always joking. I go, I'm not joking. Where's Ashley? She goes, she's not with me. What? I make a U-turn and go back and go in there, and my poor little daughter sitting there going, you forgot me. I go, no, baby, I didn't forget you. That's why I'm here. <laughs> but I had driven off without her. God doesn't lose focus. God doesn't lose track. God keeps an eye on you. He watches out for you. He takes care of you. He's got you covered. He knows exactly where you are. He knows where you're going. He knows where you've come from. And he knows what you want to achieve. He's got you and he's watching out for you. And he says, I've written your name on the palms of my hand. It reminds me of boyfriend and girlfriend when they're in high school or grade school and, and, and in middle school. And, and, oh, what's your name? Oh, Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Oh, Richard. And you're there walking around. Oh, Richard's my man. Cindy's my gal. Oh, and you write, and you're, Jesus has your name written on his hand. And he goes, I've got you covered. I see you. I know exactly who you are. I know exactly where you are. I know exactly where you came from. I know exactly where you are. And I even know where you're going. Love pays attention. Love has its eyes on you. Love also takes action. Love does something. You see, he showers us with love for all people. Well, love takes action. It says in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. It says, yes, the Messiah, the Savior, has been born for everyone, for every single person, every single race. Now, he's come for every, he came for the whole world. Now, the whole world hasn't received him. There's many that have rejected him. There's many that have turned their back on him. There's many that have said, no, I don't really want the Lord. But he's available to you. He's knocking at your heart right now. Some of you are there in your room, and you're going, man, that pastor's talking to me. 
And it's really not me talking to you. It's the Holy Spirit ministering to you. And he's saying, I'm watching you. I've paid attention. I see that you're crying out for me. And I've taken action. And I've taken action to save you. I've taken action to protect you. I've taken action to be with you. I've taken action to get a hold of you. He is ministering to you right now because love takes action. And it takes action that it calls you into his glorious presence into his love, and into his mercy, into his goodness, into his grace. I'm telling you, God showers his love on all people. And not only does he do that, but Christmas shows us that God shares the pain of all people. You know, you might have seen me walk out with a cane. I have severe arthritis on my hip and and it's deteriorated the socket, and and it's deteriorated. It ate up all the cartilage, and so on the ball, uh, which is a femur cap, is is now bone on bone into the socket. And I have four bone spurs, and it's grinding into it, and it's even chipped up some of the the hip. And so I have been functioning in just a lot of pain, and I'm going through this, and and I'm walking in a way I've never walked before. I'm having to use a cane or sometimes a walker just to get around, and and the pain is just overwhelming. And people have come up to me, and they go, oh, pastor, oh, that I could take your pain. Oh, that I could take away your pain. And I go, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love and care. But you don't have to do that because you know what? There's already one that has done that. And that's the Lord. He's done that for you and for me. Look what he says right there in Psalm 38, verse 15. He says, he made their hearts so that he could understand, so that he could understand everything they do. God understands everything we do. He he understands everything we're going through. He understands everything we're feeling. He understands the psychological pain, the spiritual pain, the emotional pain, the physical pain. He understands everything we go through. You can't hide it from him. Oh, you might be hiding it well from your husband or your wife. You might hide it good really well from your mom or your dad. You might hide it really well from your son or your daughter. You might hide it really well from your brother or your sister. You might hide it really well from all the world, but God knows exactly what you're feeling. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly how you're dealing with it. And he says, I know I made their hearts and I understand everything they do. Sometimes you and I don't even understand what we do. Sometimes we ask ourselves, why did I do that? And God goes, I know, I know why. Because you took your mind off of me. You took your focus off of me. You don't pay attention to the things that you need to pay attention to. And he says, don't you understand? I want to share your pain. I want to share the weaknesses of your life. In the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, it says, this high priest, meaning this Jesus Christ, this Savior and Lord, this Messiah, Yeshua, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testing we do, yet he did not sin. God knows everything you've been tested with, everything you've been tempted with, everything that you have struggled with. Now, can you really imagine that? Think of all the things you go through. Think of the things you struggle with. Think of the things you're up against. Think of the things. Think about them. Or think of each other's, because you know. 
There's some of you that struggle with anger and you have this overwhelming anger and you, you lose control and you, you, you kick the dog, bite the cat, knock cold in the wall. And you're like, oh, why did I do that? And you say things that you regret later and you go, oh, in my anger, I said that. And now you've left dead bodies all over the place, wounded people all over the place because you got out of control. Yet God has been tempted with anger, but he kept it under control. You might be tempted with gambling. And you're like, man, I've, I've, I've lost thousands of dollars. I've lost cars. I've lost my house. I've lost possessions. I've lost because I got out of control. You might be out of control with your eating. You might be out of control with drugs. You might be out of control with alcohol. You might be out of control with gossip. You might be out of control, out of control, out of control. Pick and fill in the blank because you know exactly what you've been up against. You know exactly what you're going through. You know exactly what you've been wrestling with. And Jesus Christ was tempted with the very same thing you are tempted with, yet he didn't sin. He overcame he understands and he shares your pain. He shares your struggle. He shares your temptation. He shares your weakness. He shares it and he gives you victory. Look what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. He goes, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings. He goes, that cannot be expressed in words. Sometimes you're in so much agony, you just have groanings and the Holy Spirit goes, I understand. And you're going, and you go, yes. And he goes, I understand. And you're like, he goes, I know, I know. And he knows everything you're saying, yet people around you don't understand. You know how it is for that mother that's watching her kid play at the park, and all of a sudden that kid starts crying, and there's maybe 15 kids on the, on the playground, and there's 15 mothers, but when your kid cries, man, you know that cry. You know your son or daughter's cry. You know exactly, and they're going, ah, and you go, what's wrong, baby? Oh, you did? Oh, you were on the slide? Oh, and you fell off? And you know exactly what they're saying, yet people around are going, what do you say? How do you even know what they're saying? Because you know the cry of your child. God knows the cry of his child. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're up against. He knows what you've experienced. And he's saying, I got you. I got you. I'm taking care of you. I know everything about you. I know all the pain you've gone through. Matter of fact, look, I'm collecting every tear in a little bottle with your name on it. Yeah, he talks about that in the book of Psalms, chapter 56, verse 8. He says, you keep track of all my sorrows, and you have collected all my tears in your bottle. And then he goes on to say, and you have recorded each one in your book. So God has his book with your name on it. And he goes, yep, oh, Richard had a broken heart. Oh, that girl broke his heart when he was in middle school. Oh, Richard had a broken heart in high school. Oh, Richard had a broken heart in college. Oh, Richard fell and broke his arm. Oh, Richard fell and broke his knee. Oh, Richard got in a motorcycle wreck. Oh, Richard, 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 Richard. He knows everything you're going through. 
and he understands. He knows when you are going through a difficult time. He knows that you're going through bankruptcy. He knows that your husband just gave you divorce papers. Your wife said, I don't want to be with you anymore. Your children are in peril, and they're overwhelmed, and they're saying, Mom and Dad, I'm I'm strung out on drugs. Mom, I'm pregnant. Dad, I got a girl pregnant. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just lost my job. I don't have money to make ends meet. And he knows that, and he's taking you into his arms. He's holding you and ministering to you. Look what he says in Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Oh, some of you are so broken right now. You're crushed, and and you don't even know, you don't even think, you don't even realize he has taken notice of you, and he's there to minister to you. That's what Christmas is all about. Christ came. Christ came to pour himself out. God, the promised Messiah, was given to us. Oh, it wasn't during this time. We just celebrated during this time. This is a season where we go, we are going to focus on the birth of our Lord, the coming of our Christ, the coming of our Messiah, the coming of our King, because he cares about us. He loves us. He pours out his compassion. He pours out his love, and he pours out himself to carry our pain. I don't know what you're going through right now, but he's there to help you. He's there to minister to you. All you have to do is cry out to him. Call on the name of the Lord, and he will answer your prayer. He'll be there. And it brings me to the next thing I want to say about Christmas, that Christmas shows us that God sacrificed his son for all people. He sacrificed his son for all people. Look what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 6. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message that God gave to the world at just the right time. Now is that right time. Now is that day of salvation. Now is when Jesus has been given and he has come to fill our lives, to overwhelm us with his goodness, to show us that he is there for us, that he paid a price and he sacrificed his son and Jesus Christ died for your sins and my sins to forgive our sins, but not just to forgive us, but to also meet our every need. No matter what we are going through, he came to take care of us. He came to meet our need. He came to watch out for us. He came to make sure that he knew and that we knew that he knew what we don't know. In other words, he's saying, I know exactly what you're going through, and you can't seem to figure it out, but I've already figured it out. I've already paid the price, and I'm going to show you this if you just put your trust in me and you realize that I sacrificed my son to die for you. Look what he says in John 1, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him, and he said, this is John the Baptist. He says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. There he is. You have been waiting for the Messiah. You have been waiting for the Savior. You have been waiting for the Lord. There he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your promise. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for keeping your word because you sent your son. You sacrificed him for us so that we could have Christ and we could have freedom. And he did this for everyone. Like the song says, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red, brown, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Everybody, red, brown, yellow, black, and white. He loves us. He loves you. He loves me. And he came to show us by the sacrificial giving of his son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, died, and was buried. But on the third day, hallelujah, he rose from the dead. And it all starts, and we celebrate it at this time because God kept his promise, and he sent a savior, and he sent a son. He sent Jesus Christ. We've been celebrating this all month long. We've been having service after service after service after service. We had a glorious, glorious Sunday services all, all throughout the Advent season. And then we had a beautiful Christmas program last Sunday night. It was amazing. Adult play and children were ministering to us and singing, and the, the older kids were singing live with, with the band, and, and, and just, it was glorious. And then last night, we had our candlelight service, and many of you were here. The sanctuary was full, and and man, we, we lit up a candle and said, God is the light of the world, and he's made us his lights, and we're the light of the world, and we're supposed to shine our light in such a manner that it brings glory to God. And as Pastor Mike was saying, we've done all kinds of outreach. We've given gifts to kids that... Their mom and dad are incarcerated. It's called Angel Tree Ministry. And we give it in the name of their parent. And we gave out 450 gifts to 450 children that their mom or their dad are incarcerated. We bless them. And then the very next day at God's Warehouse, the homeless ministry that New Beginnings has, it's right at the corner of Pennsylvania, uh, Tennessee, rather, in Central Boulevard, right on Route 66. And Pastor Chuck Aragon is the point man there. And, and we gave out 993 toys, just shy of 1,000 toys. That's 1,000 kids that came through the door that we were able to minister to. And then we gave out 16,500 pounds of food and to our community, and we even sent some to Clagato, Arizona, to the reservation there in Navajo country where we have a church there, and we ministered, and we poured ourselves out there as well as here. And then we gave out 100 food baskets that, that for Christmas dinner, a ham and a big old chicken and all the fixings for six people to have an amazing meal. And many of you are having that this morning, and you're already preparing it for later today. And then we got together last night, and now we're together again today. And we're together as families. And you're in your home or, or maybe you're in a trailer. Maybe you're traveling and you're watching as you're traveling down the road. And wherever you might be, the spirit of God is. And he's saying, I made that sacrifice for you. I made it for me. He made it for all men, all women. He made it for everybody. 
In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, it says, he died for everyone so that those who receive this new, he goes, you receive this new life, will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. That's the promise of God. And not only did God pour out his goodness, his compassion, his love, his sacrifice, but he also, God will share his home with all people who believe and receive his son. He's going to share heaven with everyone, no matter what background, what race, no matter who you are. Jesus Christ came to die for you. And God says, when you believe and receive my son, you're going to be in heaven with me too and with him. Look what he says in John chapter 1, verse 12. But to all, say that, to all. Yeah, to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Don't you understand? He says, I'm going to share my home with all people, with all people that believe and accept, all people that believe and receive, all people that surrender and accept Jesus Christ. They surrender their life and they take up the cross and they follow the Lord. That's what he's saying. That's what Christmas is all about. Christ, the plan of salvation, was birthed into this world. That's why Simeon said, my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. And his death paid the price for our sins. And then he was buried, but on the third day he rose, and that's what gives us victory, and that's what gives us life, and that's what gives us eternal hope. In the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 35, it says, in every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. See, in every nation, it's not just certain nationalities. It's not certain nations. He doesn't love one more than the other. He might use them as an example, but he loves us all the same. And we have to understand that. We have to understand that. I only have one son and one daughter. And my son and daughter were joking around. They go, Dad, who do you love more? I go, son, you're my number one son. I don't, I love you more than any other man on this earth. And Nikita, my daughter, I love you more than any other woman on this earth. I go, you're my favorite daughter, and you're my favorite son. And they go, well, we're your only ones. I go, that's right, but aren't you glad you're still my favorite? <laughs> Hear me. God says, you're my favorite. I know he has no favorites, but he sure makes you feel that way. You end up feeling spoiled. You feel like, oh my goodness gracious, he loves us so much. He cares about us so much. He pours himself out so much. He gives of himself. And today, he's saying to you today, won't you receive me? 
Won't you open the door that I'm knocking on? Won't you come into my life? Won't you allow me to come into your life? Won't you receive me into your heart? In Acts chapter 2, verse 21, he says, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Did you see that? Hear that? Did you read it with me? But everyone, 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 you and me, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Today's your day. Today's your day to get saved. Today's your day to receive Christ. Today's your day to welcome in the Messiah, to welcome in the Christ. He's standing at the door and he's knocking and he says, hey, is there any room here? And they go, there's no room at the inn. And some of you are saying that there's no room in this heart. There's no room in this life. There's no room in this family. There's no room because I have way too many other things that are important. But God said, don't you understand? I'm the most important thing. Won't you put your trust in me? Won't you surrender to me? I don't know where you are today. I don't know what you're doing. Try to forget about all the commotion in the house right now. Ask everyone to just be silent for a moment. Say, guys, we're going to pray. And God has been speaking to some of you because you've really been watching, but there's noise in the room and there's still scuffling and, and there's still people scurrying around and you're saying, no, you know, quit the, quit the scuffling, quit playing around, quit messing around. Don't you understand I love you? Don't you understand I care? Don't you understand I'm standing at your door and I'm showing out and I'm pouring out my goodness. I'm pouring out my love. I'm pouring out my attention. I'm pouring out my presence. I'm pouring out my sacrifice and I want to share eternity with you and all you have to do is believe and receive believe and accept me so I don't know where you stand today I don't know what you're going through but won't this be the most glorious Christmas that you can say I got bored again on Christmas day I opened up my heart to Jesus and he came in there was room at this inn there was room in this heart there was room in this hardness of heart. There was room in this stubborn man, this stubborn woman that I've said no so many times, but today I say, yes, Lord, here I am. I receive you. So would you pray with me? Would you pray that God touch you? Just say, dear God, thank you for your goodness. Your goodness to me, Lord. Thank you for loving me and caring about me and showing me your love. And Lord, just showing me that this life that's been derailed, you're putting it back together. Thank you that you show me that, Lord, you share in my suffering. I don't have to carry anyone else's pain and they don't have to carry mine because you've already paid the price for it all. You carry, you share my pain with you. The pain, the agony of emotional hardship, psychological hardship, spiritual hardship, physical hardship. Those moments in my life that I'm struggling, but you help me and you share the pain. And most of all, Lord, I want to thank you for sending Jesus Christ. And that here at Christmas, we say thank you because you sent the Savior. And today I'm getting saved. (laughs) 
You said the Savior, and today I'm receiving the Messiah. I'm saying, yes, Lord, I believe, and I receive, and today I have a new beginning. I have a new life. And that's all because of what Jesus has done. So, Lord, forgive me my sins and accept me into your family as I accept you into my life. And, Lord, let me learn to love you and trust you and follow you the rest of my life here on earth. And Lord, teach me how to want to join you in heaven and live there for all of eternity. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Would you sing this song out? Would you sing it out? Right there in your house. Stop everything and just say, oh, Jesus, I love you. Sing it out, would you? Pastor Mike, would you lead us? Our affection, our devotion, pour out on the feet of Jesus. Our affection, our devotion, pour out on the feet of Jesus. Father, we adore you. We thank you for your gift. 
that gave us salvation, our peace, our hope, our love. Everything that we are, Lord, came from you, Lord. So we sing, Jesus, we love you, Lord. From the depth of our heart and it's who we are, Lord. Let us not lose that focus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this time together, Lord. Though we are away from each other, Lord, from here in the house, Lord, the one thing that puts us and makes us and binds us together, Lord, is, the, is that heartbeat, Lord, that you brought in, the gift of Jesus. Lord. And we thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the word, Lord. Thank you for the gift of transformation, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, church, we love you, and we hope that you would join us and we look forward to being together with you. And that's going to be Wednesday here for our Lights of Remembrance service. Amen, church. We hope to see you here just a few more days. We'll see you on Wednesday here at New Beginnings. We love you, church, and we see you then. God bless you. And stay tuned for our NB Kids program. We love you, church. Let this song minister to you.